to all our beautiful, wonderful listeners, and uh, welcome to welcome back to Warp, the uh, Watch and Recap podcast, a side project of Movies Mayhem Soap. I am your host, Chris, and joining me as always uh, is uh, nobody, actually, I forgot that I do these intros by myself, uh, it's the force of habit there, um, and uh, thank you for joining us on our continuing series of um, recaps for... I was going to say Sam and Bucky, right again. Um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Just a friendly reminder that we always do spoilers for the episode, as well as previous episodes and uh, any other projects in the MCU. Maybe we do spoilers for other things outside of the MCU. Who knows? So yeah, before we uh, get into our recap uh, for this week's episode, which is uh, episode three, entitled The Power Broker, I'm going to go ahead and read the uh, the synopsis for you. Which is as follows. Sam and Bucky go on a criminal... No, 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 no. Sam and Bucky go to a criminal uh, safe haven to find information about the super soldier serum. And hijinks ensue. Sounds great. Can't wait to get uh, talking about this episode. So yeah, let's go ahead and do that now, shall we? So, welcome back, everybody. We're doing our recap of episode three, and I am joined, as usual, by Selena. How's it going? Hi. Good. Yourself? I'm good. Thank you. And uh, Franco's also here. How's it going, Franco? Yes. How's it going? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm good. Good. Enjoyed this episode. Um, I feel bad that Mitzi can't be here today. She had a, a workload to, to take care of, and uh, also, she's a terrible person. So. <laughs> she is a terrible person. <laughs> Don't sugarcoat it. She's she's awful. Yeah, don't sugarcoat it. Let her know that she's a terrible person. Had plenty of time to watch the episode all weekend. She is none. There's always next week. Yeah, that's true. Um, Well, we'll see next week. Oh, she was here last week, so maybe she'll she'll do next week. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But uh. So the intro to this episode uh, starts with a uh, an ad for the GRC, which we learned from the last episode is the Global Repatri- <laughs> Repatriation Council, which is uh, working to restore civilization, I guess, after the blip. You, you know, just trying to get everyone settled, situated. And it says uh, th- their little tagline is reset, restore, rebuild. And um, we then cut to... I'll do a hard cut to a GRC van is is pulled out in, in from some neighborhood and um, uh, that's when John Walker gets out and him and his his uh, lackeys are are getting ready for a raid on the um, on a known flag smasher hideout or refuge or something and they go in there and they're just boss- bullying people and this guy uh, that they're questioning he just spits in in John Walker's face and um he, that's when john walker just fucking flips out and for listeners who might not be caught up for whatever reason john walker is the new captain america and so he's you know in full full uniform and everything full costume and he just starts flipping out he's just like do you know who i am and the uh, the guys mm-hmm. all like yes and i don't care yeah yeah man that fucking that 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 yeah that guy let it go to his head pretty quick and um then so they eventually they go outside and and he's trying to cool down and and, uh basically he he hints that um 
that they they need to count on on Sam and Bucky to lead them to to the flag smashers. Um, he didn't say it outright, but it, it's implied. I forgot exactly how he said it, but that's that's the gist of, of what they're getting to. Because they're, they're falling behind on, on leads and stuff. Because, uh, as Lamar says, the, the whole Robin Hood thing that they're doing, uh, it's going to build up a lot of loyalty towards the, for, for the Flag Smashers. People aren't going to want to turn them in or, or, or give them up. Um, so then, later on, we cut to the German prison that we saw at the end of last week's episode where, where Zemo is being held. Uh, Bucky goes in uh, alone to, to try to talk to, to him. And... Uh, Immediately, Zemo tries the the old trigger war uh, trigger words on Bucky. Um, I don't remember all of them, but uh, that, that's what oh, you, yeah. I remember the first one's longing. Um, wasn't it seventeen? I one remember it's seven. Yeah, it was seventeen was the last one. One of them seventeen. Yeah. Um, but then, but when Bucky doesn't react, he you know he just says that doesn't work on me anymore. You know that all the the mind washing is, is has been. Um, um, mostly programmed yeah he's been reprogrammed um in wakanda and zemo's just like yeah i just wanted to see how you would react to the old words and he says that that he still sees a hint of the winter soldier in him and yeah and then he apologizes for for the events of civil war and says that it was never personal uh it was you were always a means to an end and uh then he starts bucky tells him about the that there's still there's a there are some super soldiers out there, and uh, Zemo says that he he knows where to begin, where to start. So we cut to another scene where Sam and uh, Bucky are like in an auto shop, and Sam reminds Bucky that the um, about the UN bombing where King T'Chaka was killed, and that was all staged by by Baron Zemo, and in which he framed Bucky. Um, I, I guess to. I can't remember specific. I, I think it was it was purposely to lead the Avengers on his trail to uncover the murder of of Tony's parents, right? Am, am um, no, yeah, definitely. I think yeah, I think that definitely set it in motion to mm-hmm. like make them aware of Bucky and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, Bucky run runs Sam through a hypothetical escape, like something, a situation that that could help. Uh, Zemo escape and as he's going through the through the plan we all see it playing we see it all playing out um, in his cell Zemo is reading uh, Machiavelli which is uh, if I'm not mistaken it, it's a political guide on how to gain power through manipulation uh, which I think is something that Zemo did before he you know he he manipulated the events of, of Civil War and uh, he did yeah exactly and he well, it, it, go for it. Oh, sorry. It's just uh, I took quite a bit of notes from this episode because sure. um, it was a longer episode. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, one of my notes was they're trusting Zemo? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will say too, real fast for listeners, I really enjoyed this episode. It was almost like watching a mini Marvel movie in mm-hmm. the best way possible. That's how much I liked this episode. Oh yeah, yeah. There's um, a lot of cool sorry, things. I wanted to just interject that opinion. No, no, it's per- <laughs> perfectly fine. No, it's, it's, you guys interject yeah. as you need to. I because of how long this episode was, I kind of actually uh, feel like my notes are kind of a little condensed. Yeah, a little condensed. Um, That's fine. Yeah. 
because a lot happened in this episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess so inside the book, which I, I guess Bucky gave him the book as well. There is a key card. And, um, you know, Bucky's saying that, you know, what if, if a fight breaks out, uh, Zemo could steal a uniform or well, I guess the key card gets him out of his cell and then through different doorways also. And he steals a uniform from a guard and he slips out basically in all the chaos. And uh, he goes straight for the auto shop where where Sam and Bucky are, are waiting. And um, I thought it was pretty funny because they're arguing, they're bickering amongst themselves, and they keep Zemo keeps trying to like interject, and they keep telling him to shut up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keeps looking like okay, like he obviously wasn't expecting um, them to put him in his place so quickly. But uh, they they get a car um, from from one of Zemo's personal collection. And all the the trunks are apparently loaded with all these goodies and stuff like ammunition and, and different weapons. And there's even in one of, inside one of the cars is a purple mask, which uh, is from the comic books. He, he he wears that mask, and I don't know if they'll eventually explain what he had it for. But I think um, I was reading or not reading. I saw a video where they were saying apparently the title i guess of, of well no well of baron is, is is a title um at, of like royalty or whatever and mm-hmm. but the mask itself was worn by by his grandfather i think during world war Two, and then later on by his father and then then by him but i i think i don't know if they'll they'll go into that history of it but maybe also because of all the covert operations he was doing to like learn Hydra secrets and stuff, all the espionage he was doing, maybe he had to wear the mask. Maybe that he wore that to conceal his identity or, or whatever. Um, right. But yeah, they they don't explain why he has that mask specifically. And uh, it's, it's interesting, too, that a Baron would get wrapped up with Hydra. You, yeah. You know? well, I don't think he was ever... I, I might be wrong. I don't think he worked for them. I think he just kind of infiltrated uh, their... Um, uh, files or whatever, like like he just kind of broke uh, into their access, I, their their data or whatever. I got the impression that he did work with Hydra because I like he even said to Sam in his cell. I mean, uh, to Bucky in his cell. For what it's worth, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I think he was apologizing for the events of Civil War, not for ma- oh, creating so Bucky. Oh, yeah, huh. interesting. Yeah. Okay, continue. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> And uh, so he he tells them that they that he wants to stop the super soldier serum from getting out, and that so that nobody can create a new uh, team of Avengers, and that uh, he he knows that they have to go see someone called Selby, and um, then they they're at a you know an air air airfield there you go, and they have to uh, they're getting on on Zemo's private plane private and jet. yeah and that's when they establish like wait you sam says like wait you've been rich this whole time and yeah it, it, it it's a very it, it almost comes out of nowhere in this one. yeah um because when we saw him in, in civil war he didn't seem rich at all like we saw him at, uh yeah. at, there's a, a, a photo of him in like a soldier military uniform um and he's pretty much slumming it i guess you know hanging out with all these low lives and, and i don't remember what what the deal was but you never get the impression that he's rich so he's probably like bruce waning it like in in batman begins where he's just kind of going around the world just slumming it and stuff 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, it comes out of nowhere, and, and, and suddenly he's just kind of owning it because he's even wearing this like trench coat with this big um, f- yeah, furry collar. Very bougie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it was a weird flip, and part of it was um, like yeah, it was just awful. But but later on, as the episode goes, I think he was kind of owning it because he wanted to be. He wanted to seem indispensable to them because he, he, he he's trying to gain, gain their trust, make them need his help and stuff. And so I, I, I think by by showing them that like, yeah, he can contribute to this mission. They're going to trust him more, I think. So I, I, I think he's really leaning into it for their benefit um, and not necessarily that it's like who he is. You know what I mean? I think he's comfortable living um, as a commoner. But for for them to put on kind of a, a show, I, I think he's trying to le- lean into it a little bit more. I don't know. Were you guys have any thoughts on, on this transformation of Zemo? Right. No, I, I definitely... Think... Go ahead, No, that I was going to say, I think I definitely kind of do agree with the last part you said, that he does kind of seem to... Because he kind of like you were saying, is like, you know, kind of going back a little bit when, when they're kind of arguing, when they're having a little bickering scene, and they kind of tell him to just kind of like you know like shut up or whatever and he's kind of like okay 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 whatever <laughs> like he seems very docile in a sense mm-hmm. so kind of like you know I, I definitely buy that into into like okay i, I gotta know my role so i'm, I'm kind of fitting in with them so so i could see it i could see how like what you mean so mm. that he's just trying to fit in trying to kind of be into the but group see, yeah and see i was wondering about that too like if him uh, being kind of, you said, docile and very compliant with them if that's performative mm-hmm. or okay. if he, or if he's, or if that's genuine. And like, to me, like, I hate, and I hate to say it because maybe, I don't know, maybe I'd have to go back and watch Civil War, but I'm like, did the writers just conveniently write this in? Like, you know what? Uh, Zemo's got to got, have some money. This dude, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, this dude's got a private jet and all this stuff. Well, no, in, um, in, in the or, comics, in the comics, his official okay. title is Baron Zemo. Yeah, like he's always. Oh, had, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So I, I, well, I, maybe just in in Civil War, maybe they were just kind of like, well, let's not let's not go too much into that. And maybe with this, they were kind of yeah. like, well, we kind of have to. Oh, uh, yeah, kind of. Well, you know what the thing too is like. Like, you know how I told you, I feel like they kind of made him a sympathetic villain. Yeah. I, I How sympathetic are you going to be to the guy who has a private jet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so maybe yeah. it is good that they did keep those details out in Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. True yeah. That. But do you guys think it's performative or it is genuine that he's being kind of docile? I think it's performative. Yeah. I think he's putting yeah, on a he show. Is gonna, he is manipulating yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, okay. there's definitely, there was definitely like little kind of like little hints i guess you know throughout the episode where i was just kind of like okay he's doing something so i was doubting him the whole way so yeah but then he came back oh sorry i don't this is the hard part about not like uh, right (laughs) yeah not spoiling the recap but it was just like um but like okay listeners i'm assuming you've listened to the episode if you're listening to this but the way he came back, I was in the car for them and everything. I'm like, oh, yeah. I guess he's playing the long game. Who knows? Yeah, I, I think so. Which also, I, I something. Um, I, I'm not like I'm not super familiar with the comics, but I do know that in 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 the comics, the for whatever reason, there's some event that that tra- transports the Avengers to some other realm or some some other dimension. They're they're, they're pretty much gone. So Baron Zemo he assembles a team called the Thunderbolts. 
And they are actually villains, but they pose as heroes in order to gain the public Aww. trust. And sure. then I don't know how they end up going back to being villains, but or if they actually start to be real heroes. I I, I don't. It, it seems like a confusing thing. But the point is, is that they're uh, posing as, as heroes when they're actually sure. villains. So this might be referring to that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. You might be right. Yeah. There you go. Oh, and, and I think in the, in the comics, he wears a mask because his face is actually disfigured by a, a chemical oh. called Adhesive X, I think. So he's all, like, <laughs> scarred and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if they'll do that in the show. Probably not. They already have him wearing the mask. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Then, uh, so, on the phone... What, what is this? No, on the plane. Sorry. Uh, Zemo is... Uh, he's, he's pretending to read from a book, but it's actually Bucky's notebook. And he, he says, like, oh, what are these these names? Or, what? yeah, basically, he asks about Mr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nakajima. And uh, yeah. Bucky gets upset that, it, that you know, he's reading in the personal notes. Because, yeah, he snuck it away from him. And he's um, looking through his personal shit and stuff. And Sam recognizes yeah. the notebook as uh, Steve's. And then they start talking about Trouble Man by Marvin Gaye, which was a reference to uh, the Winter Soldier, Captain America Part 2. That's one of the first conversations they have is when he sees Steve has the notebook. He's all uh, of stuff that he needs to catch up on since being frozen. He refers them to uh, Trouble Man by Marvin Gaye. And they talk about that for a little bit. And um, on the subject of, of Steve, Zemo starts talking about how dangerous it is to idolize superhumans. And yep. to the point where, yeah, you don't see their flaws anymore. And so he also refers to how Red Skull was also a super soldier. So he says, you, you don't want any of those guys uh, running around, which, mm-hmm. yeah, Red Skull was also a, a product of, no, no, I, th- I think not uh, of, um, go for it. It was more like what happens when you worship an icon and look what the, the kind of chaos the icon can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned Red Skull. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And Red Skull was uh, also a failed experiment to, to recreate. Rec- not recreate, but to initially create the super soldier serum. So he was the proto Captain America, sort of, and it just turned his face all fucked up. Um, <laughs> and then so he talks about going to uh, Madripoor, which everyone, the internet has been freaking out because this is an island from the X Men comics. It's a- That's what I was going to say. I looked it up. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. I was like, oh, it's from X Men. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't think we're going to see any X Men uh, in-, in this, but. Uh, um, but they are planting the seeds that it, like yes like it's it's slowly being be. introduced into this universe that that these little yeah. elements are coming back. Madripoor looks like um like a westernized version of Tokyo if I had to describe it. No yeah yeah it's a very neon looking city yeah. 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 That's... Nightlife. Yeah. Exactly yeah. It's just like a big club scene basically. And yeah. uh he says uh, he emphasizes that they have to pose as some bad dudes, and that Bucky will have to pretend to be the Winter Soldier again. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so later on, the oh, at, at, smiling tiger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Later on, at an orphanage in uh, Latvia, um, Carly is there to see um, who, who I guess is like a matriarchal figure to her, um, named Donia Madani. Madoni, Madoni, mm-hmm. and uh, we 
she's she's mourning by her bedside. I I, I believe the the woman has, has passed at this point. Um, she doesn't have any lines, and uh, yeah, she she's gone, and and that's it's a brief scene. But oh yeah, like I was saying last time about it how it comes up later. Yeah, exactly. Last time, uh, I, I was mentioning how she is a gender swapped version of Flag Smasher, who in the comics is right. driven to villainy by the death of his father. I guess this in this case she was. Uh, this was kind of a mother figure to her, who, who she who she's lost now. And um, back in, over in Mandrapur, yeah, Sam is dressed like a pimp, and it's it's part of his cover <laughs> as, as as the smiling tiger, who uh, I read was actually like a modern day yeah. pimp, not a seventies. <laughs> yeah, no, no, well, it's still it's still pretty out there, but it's it's kind of a cool yeah. outfit, sort of. But uh, yeah, that's actually a comic book character I, I read. That's a real oh. character, the smiling tiger. Yeah. Uh, I don't, oh, do you, does anybody know the background on the drink that was made when uh, oh. he took out the snake? Does anybody know what that was about? No, I don't know. I was wondering if it was real or if they just kind of the writers just, just kind of invented it for this. Oh, okay. I want to see if I. I'll, I'll see if I can find out. But keep, snake keep going. drink. Yeah. All right. No problem. Yeah. Uh, Franco, were you going to say something? No. Yeah. That I, that I was just going to say. I guess before we kind of like move any any further like i really enjoy it just kind of like you know on a little sidetrack i really enjoy that scene in the in the airplane like i, I don't know like it was just it was really cool because i think you kind of see how um um i guess how each character kind of starts kind of settling in um and then i don't know if you guys caught too how uh how how sam made like a reference to uh to skull island oh, so yeah. i thought that was kind of that was oh, yeah. kind of it's very timely yeah, how we kind of referenced, uh, I guess, King Kong. Uh-huh. So, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, I mean, I really liked that that whole scene, and I felt kind of how it flowed pretty pretty nicely. So, yeah, it was kind of cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it's just it's kind of like a camaraderie. Um, I I thought it was interesting how they were talking to to Bucky about it, about how he wasn't a big I mean he liked Turbo Man I guess he says but that he wasn't like a huge fan of it and that Zemo's <laughs> even taking Sam's side and Sam's like well I, I don't like Baron Zemo but I agree with what he's saying he's making some sense yeah. <laughs> I, I like <laughs> that that scene yeah <laughs> it's cool yeah um yeah so Zemo again reiterates how they how their lives depend on them staining character and um <laughs> a car picks them up and just I, I guess to show how how connected uh, Zemo still kind of is, uh, it's a really fancy car that picks them up, and then as they're driving into the city, like there's like a motorcade expo- uh, escort that surrounds the car, and um, yeah, just being flashy and stuff, and they're walking around uh, I guess downtown Madripoor, and we see the Princess Bar, which apparently is a from the Wolverine comics. It's a bar that Wolverine frequents, and I don't remember if the the bar that they go into is called the Iron Monkey or the Brass Monkey, but apparently it's also from the comics. It's from from Captain America comic. Um, oh, before they go into the the bar, they there is some graffiti uh, on the wall that says "Power Broker is watching." And it's like a pair of eyes. We heard about the Power Broker in the last episode, um, and uh, we hear a little bit more about him in this episode, or maybe not yeah. even him, right? I don't know if they mm-hmm. if they establish that. Powerbreaker comes up quite a bit in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it, I'm led to believe like they're kind of like an unofficial like mayor of the underground world or something. 
or like a, I guess a kingpin would probably be a more apt term. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so inside the bar, the iron monkey or the brass monkey, whatever. The, oh, it's called the bronze monkey. Bronze monkey, totally wrong. But it was a medal. I knew that. <laughs> it was a medal. Sorry, no, just letting right. you know. Yeah, and it was in uh, one of the Captain America. Oh, it, it's actually mentioned in the Captain America issue. All okay. Right. Cool. Yeah. Bronze monkey. Keep going. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, the uh, that's when the the barkeep recognizes um the smi- smiling tiger. What's up? Okay. With, oh. <laughs> Hold on. Before we get there, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get there, and he offers Sam. He asks Sam, uh, or or smiling tiger, do you want the usual? And he just kind of nods, and that's when he this guy cuts open a snake, and I don't see what he drops into the drink, into the shot glass. The innards of a snake. Yeah. That's all it says. No no specific organ. Okay, so the bartender serves Sam a drink with a snake ingredient, which we saw. Bartender cuts snake open, takes out two little innards from it. well, the Grunwald Captain America stories in Martyrpore are all about Cap going to save Diamondback, a member of the Serpent Society. Okay. That might seem like a reach until you see how much snake art, snake art Martyrpore has. Like serpents everywhere. Keep your eyes peeled. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. That was it. <laughs> oh, so it doesn't establish okay. whether or not it's a real drink. What was this? Yeah, I know. The source you were yeah, from. I know. Established if it's a drink or not. Oh. Uh, sorry, that was the closest explanation to that drink I got. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, that's uh, <laughs> it. Thought- yeah, I know. I guess I could just Google because this came up kind of fast. I could just Google, is this a real drink? Right. Yeah. Keep, keep us posted on that but let us know yeah for sure <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of this listeners um and then, this is what we care about <laughs> yeah exactly and sam uh he, he struggles with it but he eventually gets it down and then i liked how he just gave the the bartender a thumbs up just like yeah that was yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> oh, i was like oh. i was really wondering if he was gonna go through with it or yeah. not like, oh, he did it <laughs> even, be- even before he's like psyching himself up like he keeps bringing it to his mouth and then just like oh okay uh, all right yeah. okay and he finally just does it yeah um i mean why not like i would try it i think Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want it prepared right in front it. of me. No, I, I definitely wouldn't want to see it made. But I, I think I would just still try it. I think I would purposely drop the drink or something, but just make it look like an accident. <laughs> oh, <all right. laughs> um, and then, uh, let's see. Then there, there's a, a thug who approaches Zemo on behalf of the power broker, and you know Zemo's just kind of like, ah, we don't want any trouble or whatever. And they ask him it. it Oh, Sam and Bucky ask him if he knows who the power broker is, and, and uh, Zemo says only by reputation. And uh, then some other dude approaches Zemo and puts his hand on his shoulder, and uh, that's when Zemo tells the Winter Soldier to attack. And so, um, yeah, he you could tell he's even kind of having fun with seeing Bucky go back into his killer mode because he's even started yeah. he even starts shoving guys towards bucky like here take on this guy now mm-hmm. so like yeah like yeah like you could tell he was having fun with it and mm-hmm. uh, he even comments to sam like how easily bucky fell back into it and um yeah like i don't know i i, I think he yeah like he just wanted to to show them like hey i'm 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 the one in charge here like you guys have to do it was a bit of a power trip yeah i, I think so yeah, because even, even kind of like, you know, 
kind of what we were talking about earlier. Like these are kind of like the types of actions that kind of make you wonder like what his intentions are. Cause right. we kind of say, we kind of see that he's like, okay, he's trying to help him. But then like on this one, kind of like we we're saying is like, you can kind of, you know, start thinking about it. Like, okay, he's trying to create some sort of like, like a gap in between Sam and Bucky. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's trying to create like a wedge kind of tell him to like, Hey, look, like maybe, maybe Bucky's not such a good guy as you think he is. So, yeah. So yeah, so these are kind of like the type of actions that, you, that make you wonder, kind of like we were saying, if maybe it's like this whole thing is just like a performance, or if he really has like the best intentions for the group. Yeah, exactly. Like all through the episode, it kind of seems yeah. like he he's he doesn't have the best intentions, and then he he sticks around and he helps them out, and it's kind of it's very it's a roller coaster with this guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you don't know if you should trust him or love him. Oh, okay, and we have ten minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But. Oh, were you going to say something, Selena? Oh, no. Just, okay. I was going to say, let us know when it's five. <laughs> oh, sure. And then, um, yeah, during during the fight, you know, Sam wants to stop Bucky, but Zemo stops him and says, like, oh, no, we have to stay in character or else the whole bar is going to turn against us. And then yeah. eventually some guards come down and I guess they break up the fight and then they escort the trio back to, to see Selby. Who also uh, might be a reference to an actual mutant from the comic books, but I didn't really uh, read too much into who that was. And she comment. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I was like it was also like a little cool, cool reference. I guess before we go any further, that mm-hmm. I guess once Bucky starts kind of you know kicking ass, like they start playing the Winter Soldier theme. So, so oh. that one was kind of cool too. I didn't catch that. So I don't know if you guys noticed it. Yeah, like no. I guess you know the the Winter Soldier theme was playing while. Well, he was kicking everybody's ass, so I, I thought that was kind of cool because, yeah, kind of you know reminiscence yeah, he, of the. He gets back into that mindset, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, when when he's seen red or, or something, you know. It, I, yeah, I guess, you or maybe they're hinting that like once he turns it on, it's hard for him to stop. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Uh, and so when they're seeing Selby, she co- she looks at Sam and she comments that he's taller than than she had imagined or something like that and the smiling tiger and uh so that kind of and she kind of just uh, looks at him for a little bit kind of hinting that she is suspecting him of, of maybe not being who he is and so they ask uh selby about the super soldier serum and um zemo offers her control of the winter soldier in, in um uh, exchange for any information she can give and you know she tells him about dr wilfred nangle and nagel sorry and um, she says that him and, and the the serum are, are there in Madripoor. And that he was working for the power broker. That's basically what she tells him. And that's... In the middle of that, Sam's phone rings. And it's his sister, Sarah. And Selby makes him answer it uh, on speaker. Mm-hmm. And so he's talking to Sarah. And he's trying to play it cool. Like, you know, be a tough guy. And be like, yeah, you know, like, what's up? The... The banks know I'm a big boss guy or whatever. I forgot mm-hmm. exactly what he was saying. But at the end of it, she calls him Sam. And that's when Selby's all like, who the hell's Sam? And, and that's when a bullet goes through the window and kills Selby. And then the, the Bucky and, and Sam and Zemo kill the rest of her bodyguards and they get out of there. And then you start seeing like on, on everyone's phones that there's like a, a huge bounty going out for for their heads. And it's most likely from the power broker, I think. And so, yeah, everyone starts, like, 
running after them and and as sam is is running he says i can't run in these heels because he's wearing those pimp shoes i guess oh yeah i love that part that was great and uh then they get to an alley where where they're kind of cornered and then sharon carter rescues them uh she takes out a bunch of their attackers from an upstairs window and she runs down and, and she says about how she was uh, basically excommunicated i guess and um she's pretty pissed off to find bucky and sam working with zemo because she broke the law specifically to help them take zemo down right and now they're here working with him um yeah and we find out more about about sharon later i don't know if it's this scene particularly oh yeah basically just what she's kind of been up to since the uh the last time we saw her in civil war and she takes that she's hustling yeah exactly because yeah since she was an outlaw which i i i totally kind of thought she would stick around and take the heat you know but apparently no she went on the run also which well i'm well there's something that happens later where i'm led to believe she might be working with someone right exactly um yeah um i was gonna say too you know how they were showing you they were pretty much saying a lot of the paintings that we see in museums are actually duplicates right and the real ones hide like kind of in an underground world or whatever mm-hmm. or like kind of how she do you guys think that part was true um <laughs> uh, yeah I'm, I'm gonna say not every piece of art but some of it yeah i'm I mean, not even in underground like art gallery shady places but I, i'm sure someone has it somewhere um under lock and key and there's like a replica donated to museums uh, i see i don't know but i don't know no, too much about that you're yeah, me either. But I was just, I was curious. But the way they were saying it so matter of factly, and yeah, it's a TV show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's also not right. super soldiers out there, uh, so you know, <laughs> just FYI. Uh, but but no, yeah, that's where where Sharon takes them uh, is is her place. She has this big, like, almost like a mansion that kind of doubles as like an art gallery where she has all these. Yeah um uh, actual pieces uh, that she sells on, on the black market and um she she gets them changed out of their pimp clothes or whatever and she's <laughs> she's she's very jaded on, on being a hero and she comments she commends uh sam for for giving up the shield because she says like oh yeah you must have seen through all the hypocrisy also and um yeah, you, you, just living on the run kind of has has definitely changed her view of of, of um, I guess uh, establishments, you know. And so she, I think she says she she went to Madripoor because they have no extradition, and she she urges them to steer clear of this mission, and um, she uh, eventually she she tells them that she knows the name Nagel, and uh, Sam offers her. Offers to clear her name if she helps out, and she reluctantly agrees. Then she takes them. Well, there's a brief party scene where you kind of see them. You see Zemo at least kind of jamming out. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. that was funny. Though. Oh yeah. yeah, exactly. Did you see that was a gif? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I guess you, well, Somebody was showing me today. It was hilarious. Yeah. And actually, because I I saw uh, I I had seen it after I saw the episode the first time, and I was like, I don't remember seeing that. So this time when I caught it, I was like, oh, that's yeah, really same. Uh, it was pretty cool, and um, yeah, <laughs> she uh, and, and again, I, I I think it's I think he's trying to get them to drop their guard with him, like mm-hmm. by cutting loose kind of. But I I think he's 
I don't know. I, I think there's something more sinister to what he's doing. But um, maybe not. Hopefully not. I don't know. Who, who could say for sure? Because he doesn't seem like a bad dude. Or at least initially, he didn't seem like an evil person. But he... Like, like you, you can sympathize with where he was coming from uh, uh, in Civil War. But he didn't seem evil. Does that make sense? And, or malicious. Yeah, exactly. Well, well yeah, maybe. In some, yeah. in some sense. Well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, it's it's very. Yeah. He's a, a very gray yeah. character. It's not black and white with him for sure. Hello, and uh, so then that that's all while Sharon's kind of you know mingling and 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 trying to get some information, and then so eventually she uh, takes them to a, a shipyard uh, and she leads them into an empty container where there's a secret panel that leads them to uh, a lab. And they, they go and they sneak up on, on uh, Dr. Nagel. And meanwhile, outside, uh, Sharon spots some thugs and she jumps them. And she basically starts taking on single-handedly taking on swarms of bounty hunters who, who are after them. And it's pretty badass. And you get to see her do some real ass-kicking. But yeah, she kills like a lot of these guys um, that are coming yeah. after them. She wasn't given a choice, you know? No, no, no. no. I'm, not, I'm not even saying like yeah. judging her because we kind of know she's uh, working outside the law at this point. But yeah. she, yeah, like it, it's pretty impressive, uh, I'm going to say. like, like yeah, Oh, for like, sure. Yeah, just so many of them by herself. Emily Van Camp, right? The actress? Yes, I believe that's her name. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Good on you, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she really killed those people, that actress. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, oh, I want to say, go for it. I want to say real fast, too. So when we go back to Dr. Nagel's laboratory, what mm-hmm. I was noticing, mm-hmm. um, having worked in labs for quite a few years, I was like, they always do it where there's green and blue liquids and beakers. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this isn't what a real lab is. It, just, it sounds like you know, little, like i have to you know it's just like movie magic you yeah. you go with it and it's just like okay first of all those beakers would be covered second they should have labels on them saying what they are and mm-hmm. the little like a uh, uh, diamond hazard diamond saying you know how acidic and all these other things i'm like oh, hollywood <laughs> <laughs> these little details it sounds like you're working in the wrong kind of lab selena yeah. <laughs> also, oh, uh, should we work in a lab with uh, what is it, Super Soldier Serum? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but but how many of these uh, labs are unsanctioned in like shipping yards and stuff? <laughs> I think any. Okay, for him to have his PhD, he would know have how you, re- you want to keep your reagents and stuff. Have you ever had to go through a secret trap door to get to one of your labs? <laughs> <laughs> So much for that five-minute warning. I forgot. <laughs> it's okay. I completely lost track of time. Yeah, so listeners, no secret passageway to labs. Moving on. Right, exactly. <laughs> At least none that you've worked in. I'm sure they're out there. Yeah, none that I've worked in. Exactly. Uh, and so he, yeah, so Nagel's saying um, that after the uh, the hydro experiments failed, he was um, enlisted by the CIA to develop a new serum using uh, the blood samples from a, a previous um, uh, get, not guinea pig American um, American who uh, it, you know it, it's not said explicitly at least at this point, but it's Isaiah Bradley wh- whose blood they have, yeah. uh, who we met in the last episode, who was a uh, a black. Um, um, test subject for for trying trying to recreate the uh super soldier serum he was probably not tested on he was probably tested on against his will 
Um, yeah, what, poor what, thing was imprisoned for 30 years. Yeah, exactly. And so he, um, Dr. Nagel is, you know, he's boasting his accomplishment because he was able to develop the the serum from from that blood sample. And he says that, you know, his his serum was subtle, that there were no machines, no jacked up bodies and stuff, which I think is a reference to the the first Avengers, uh, sorry, not Captain America, the first Avenger, the first Captain America movie. Uh, where mm-hmm. the the procedure where they they transform Steve, they put him in this big chamber and he walks out with a big jacked up body. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, so no, he says it's more subtle, which I think means that yeah, you, you can keep your regular form and, and you, you won't like like Carly. Yeah, exactly. Like Carly and all the other fate not face smashers, flag smashers. <laughs> And that way it's not as recognizable. Um, Then he says that after the blip, the project with the CIA was abandoned, um, but that the power broker stepped up to fund his his work. And that's when uh, Carly, um, I forgot her name, Montague, not Montague, Morgenthau, Morgenthau. Is that right? Does anyone remember? Uh, I can check. No, I don't remember. I think it was Morgenthau. I think it was Morgenthau. Uh, that she stole 20 vials of, of the super soldier. Yeah, Morgenthau. Awesome. Uh, and that uh, she even reached out to Nagel to help uh, Danya Madani, with, uh, who had succumbed to tuberculosis. And mm-hmm. that's when uh, Sharon Carter runs in and, and she says, you know, that the that they're closing in on closing in on them. And then that's when uh, Zemo just decides like they they can't have Nagel fall into the wrong hands and he shoots him shoots him dead this guy yeah and that's when the lab is blown up with a uh, bazooka and uh, Zemo he takes off and they're nobody knows where he went Um, Sam and Bucky and Sharon you know they shoot their way out and Sam and Bucky are bickering about you know who's taking the lead (laughs) you know because Bucky I think Sam wanted to go left they got behind a barricade Yeah. yeah But then they were just kind of arguing, like, why'd you go that way? I was clearing the way this way, and it was kind of funny. Um, no, that was funny. He's like, uh, he's, somebody mentioned something about a barricade, and then Sam's just like, it's in every action movie! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then it, it, at this point, uh, Zemo, he goes and he puts on his mask, and he shoots out a gas main to blow up some of the, their uh, would-be assassins. And then that's when the others run, Um and uh, Zemo, he goes and he finds a car inside another contain- container, and he he goes and he picks them up. Which I, this is I think what you were referring to earlier, Selena, that we thought he was gonna take off without them, and no, he came back for them. Yeah, totally weird. Yeah, but uh, I, I I I think yeah he knows. Well, and then and then Falcon even said, uh, well, Sam even said like, don't you ever do that again, or something to mm-hmm. that effect, and. Uh, his um Zemo's response was wouldn't dream of it or like it's very compliant yeah exactly you know which is uh, which is a little jarring but if it but if it's performative it makes sense yeah exactly because <laughs> I, I think he does kind of realize that going up against some soup uh uh like i think at least eight established super soldiers he he knows he can't do it by himself so he's at least gonna want them to help him and yeah. yeah like i think he it's needs one them. of those things where allies for now until yeah exactly yeah. until he gets what he wants and then he's just like peace out bitches yep um yep. and then that is so they get in the car and that's when sharon decides that she's gonna stay behind and uh they have a, that scene where uh sam he's sitting in the back seat and he asks bucky to move the uh-huh. seat up 
No, no, he says. No, what he even says, you're not going to move the seat, are you? And then Bucky's like, nope. Which is a reference (laughs) to Civil War, also, when they are sitting in the back of the car when Steve's talking to Sharon. And And Bucky's in the back seat. Bucky's in the back, and he says, can you move the seat up? And Sam just says, no. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a a great callback. I liked that a lot. Um, yeah. And then, so this is also you referring to this earlier, Selena. Uh, Sharon, she goes and she uh, find, meets with an associate or, or her driver or something. And she says, we have a yeah. big problem, maybe two. And um, they get in the car and, and oh. who, yeah. Go well, ahead. she said like, well, no, yeah. She's like, we have a problem. Well, maybe a list of problems. Get in the car, I'll tell you. She's, I thought she said something to that effect. Yeah. And I was just like, wait, who is this lady? She has a driver. Oh, wait, is this her rich hustle life stuff? hustle lifestyle like yeah. is she still is she with sword like all these questions started popping up you know yeah exactly you get the sense that she is mm-hmm. on uh, a mission because even earlier when she's trying to tell them like oh you guys shouldn't be getting involved in this like maybe she, she's trying for her own purposes to get them out of the way um but um, yeah and so that's why she stays behind everybody's cause... after these sorry that everybody's yeah. after these eight super soldiers essentially i don't even know if that's what it is i i, I kind of think maybe she is not even with shield anymore but maybe doing something for nick fury kind of keeping tabs on something um uh, again, again you don't think she's working with sword no no i don't know why no. i i just don't get because okay. i guess sword is a nick fury mission yeah exactly because <laughs> sword doesn't strike me as as, as more of a covert ops kind of thing um and I shield see. having since been disbanded you know they're they're more keeping their their head to the ground and and you know she worked with with uh nick fury uh in shield obviously and now that he's kind of not really associated with that um anymore and i, I think she's doing something for him i think she's she's i i don't know what for for sure maybe keeping tracks on on, on the power broker um which I, I know I, I was reading online that there's a lot of theories that she is actually the power broker. Um, but I don't think so. Oh. I, th- I think she is a good guy uh, or a, a hero, at least. Um, I and, hope so, yeah. Yeah, but still, it, it remains to be seen what exactly she's what she's al- also up to. What's her agenda right now? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the... Later on, we see the the flag smashers are are talking. They're in front of like a a GRC base. There you go, and they're talking about what they wanted to be. You know, one of the guys was saying that he he thought about joining the military at some point, and Carly's saying that she always wanted to be a teacher. And uh, they she said that also she ended up in Madripoor after being displaced by the blip because I guess when everyone came back, like a bunch of people had to get moved out or whatever. Uh, and so she says. Oh, she she knows that she already knows that Nagel's been killed. Um, she just kind of casually mentions it, and she so she says that they have the last of the serum that the 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 power broker is going to come begging to them, uh, for the rest of it, and so she wants she said she mentions that she wants to give it to the kids in the, uh, the displacement camps, and uh, later on we cut to John Walker. He's at the uh, the German prison where Zemo escaped, and he knows that Sam and, and Bucky had something to do with it. And so he's talking to Lamar, and, and he wants to go after them, but he's, they say that they're going to do it off the books. And, and he tells Lamar, like, if we get the job done, then they're not going to, no, you think they're going to sweat they're us on the, how. yeah, on how we got it done? And mm. yeah, this kind of implies that they're going to do some mm. some shady shit, man. I think they're going to. That's what I was going to say. 
so shady. Yeah, man. This guy. Because I remember in the last episode we were discussing about how, like, how he refused to say he was a hero. Right. But he helped people or something. Like, he kind of scapegoated the answer in a way. Yeah, exactly. He, he <laughs> says that he, he likes that the thing he the things he does make people feel safe. There Which you go. I think, yeah, yeah implied that, that he does some bad things to get a good result, I to guess. To justify ends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To justify the ends. Um, and then, so, on Zemo's plane, Sam calls up uh, Lieutenant Torres, and he tells her tells him to find uh, Daniel Madani, because they think that could lead them to Carly Morgenthau. And um, they start, then Sam starts lamenting about, you know, what Sharon's uh, been through and what Isaiah had to go through because of everyone trying to recreate Captain America, or, or not even trying to recreate Captain America, but basically because of the shield, I guess, in a sense, um, what it, what it means, and, and you know, everyone just trying to get it, and he says he wants to destroy it, but Bucky says that that it means a lot to a lot of people, and it saved lives, and that he he would rather take it himself than see it destroyed. Yeah. And um, yeah, you kind of see Sam kind of struggle with that, um, and that did kind of feel. I don't know. I felt sad that he would rather destroy it than than do it than just take on the role himself. You know, like I, I don't know, like why he still doesn't believe he can he can do it, uh, or why he deserves it. You know. Um, yeah. Then they they find out that Madani has uh, died in uh, Riga, which is a town near the Baltic Sea, and so that's where they decide to head. And the we got to the scene where where the flag smashers are stealing supplies from that GRC base that they were camp, are staking out, and um, all the I guess not not the I don't think they're military but they're like security the security force is like tied up and and, and up. restrained inside, and then Carly blows up her car which burns down the building with all those people still inside of it. And, yeah, and yeah. even the guy that was with her in the flag smashers was like, there were people inside there. And then she was, what did she say? That this is the this only is kind of uh, message they understand or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of fucked up. Because, yeah, they were kind of building her up as a sympathetic villain also. And then she goes and does this, which I don't even know yeah. if we can justify. It. It's a little too extreme. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, definitely, because what we saw in one of the first episodes with the Black Smashers when he was, like, beating up Torres, he stopped. He didn't kill the yeah, dude. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, I, and I actually just thought of this, like, do you think it, maybe just because she was in mourning, she felt felt like she had to do something more extreme? If her, her mother figure hadn't died, do you think she would have killed these people? Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Because, yeah, that just felt, like, very... Mm-hmm. Um, like it was such a terrorist thing to do. I'm yeah. sorry, I don't know if there was a better word for that. Um, it's extreme. But yeah, sure. who knows? Yeah, it's very extreme. Like so, I, I don't know. I maybe maybe that the death of Mama Danya. I think, I think that true. did maybe that did set her off. Yeah, because I think even the scene before where they're talking about how she wanted to be a teacher, the 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 other flag smasher he tells her like you know we can you can take some time to mourn like like and she's all like no it's, yeah. it's fine we need to do this so I think it was just uh, a reaction I, I I don't yeah I I don't think she'll she'll always do stuff like this but um it would still kind of 
a fucked up thing it, that she did. I know. Well, it's just kind of like if she's gonna do this. What else is she gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it sucks. But um, I mean, arguably the GRC aren't really even good people. We kind of. I. I know. I hinted that. Or not hinted, but I, I theorized last time that they're kind of going to be like a bad group. So maybe maybe in the end we'll just be like, oh, she didn't kill innocent people. It's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, she left them defenseless, but, you know, whatever. Wow. <laughs> but they were bad dudes. She killed yeah. bad dudes. It's all good. Yeah, wow. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they're bad, that, that's that's fine, then, I guess. But uh, you know what, though, we might not. You know, it's interesting. I feel like that little move. We might not be rooting for Carly. You know what I? You know yeah. what I mean? Like how? Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll, we'll I mean, see. I think, strangely enough, I mean, I think they had to kind of make a move to start. Because I mean, you know, if we think about it, it's already kind of like midway through the season, so they had to kind of start settling in in, in uh, I guess a villain. Mm-hmm. So they had to start, you know, putting like a like a phase into somebody. So it was an extremist move for mm-hmm. her to just, you know, blow up people. But I think it was kind of like the right move for them because especially since we have like, you know, Zemo just kind of like flip-flopping in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of needed somebody to kind of hate. Right. So so I think it was for in terms of the show, I guess, you know, it was yeah. it was a good move. Well, I think I'm under the impression that the power broker is actually going to be the the big villain of, of the oh, series. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, you know, until we find out who the power broker is, I think we just needed to kind of establish somebody to just kind of was kind of be kind of maybe like the right hand, right? You know, of the power broker or somebody. But you know, yeah, I, I guess just to, to kind of remind you that they are uh, a dangerous force. I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, I guess we'll we'll see. Maybe she can be redeemed. Maybe not. But yeah, that that was a pretty extreme move. Um, Mm -hmm. So then we got to uh, the streets of Riga, where uh, Zemo was talking about how Sokovia was basically erased from the map and that it was cannibalized by its neighbors. And I kept seeing, um, uh, you know, internet posts or Instagram posts where they were saying uh, that he might be referring to Latveria. Hold on, what's up, Selena? Damn it, really? You heard all that? Yes, I can hear all this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. Let me, let me, sorry, keep going. Uh, I, I can pro- uh, uh, cut some of that out, but I'll, I'll just leave Good, it. sorry <laughs> about that. I'll, I'll leave it so your friends know what's up. <laughs> so, so that, this is what we so, get for not all being in the same room, but anyway. So that Ricky and, and, and Corey will, will know. I'm sure they, they know what's up. Uh, um oh yeah that that it it might be referring to latveria which is dr doom's uh country um in the fantastic four um i don't know i don't know if it's established ever been established that they are neighboring countries but they there's been a lot of gossip on the internet that that's what they're referring to um i don't know just a, a fun little thing i thought i'd throw out there um and then so when they get to where they're ever, wherever they're going, Bucky separates from them and he says he's going to go on a walk and he starts looking around and he he sees these little beads. I mean, I, I you get the impression he had already seen them before and that's why he wanted to separate. Uh, these yeah. little metallic beads with like little symbols carved on them and it leads him to an alley where he's all like, what are you doing here or whatever? And he, he's asking no one essentially and he's looking around and eventually uh, that's when 
Io appears, or Ao, Io, I think. Ao. Ao. Oh. Appears, um, and she is a a member of the Dora Milaje, uh, who we specifically saw in um, Civil War. And... She's second in command to protect T'Challa. Yeah, exactly. And she she had a, a little bit more of a prominent role in um, in Black Panther, but I don't think she's ever really had lines aside from that one time she threatens uh, Black Widow in Civil War. <laughs> But uh, but she's I don't still, even remember that. But okay, she she tells her move or you will be moved, and that's oh. when uh, T'Challa is all like, as much as I, w- I would love to see that, um, that's it, it won't be necessary, um, <laughs> and so she's obviously there for, on behalf of Wakanda, and she says, I'm here for Zemo because, as we know, as as we were reminded, oh yeah, he is responsible for the death of T'Chaka, uh, the original or or the um. Uh, previous king of Wakanda. Yep. Yep. And um, so, yeah. And obviously they would not and it be... it ends there. It ends there. Obviously they're not cool with the uh, with that guy just running around free. So... Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll see. Nobody is, apparently. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> nobody is because he's a bad dude. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was it. That was the episode. Yeah, cuts to credits. And yeah, fun, fun times. I like this episode a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So did yeah. I, obviously. Yeah. Um, I I know last time before you were saying Selena that you think you're hoping that they would get to go back to Wakanda. Um, do you think they will end up there, or do you think? Uh, oh, I okay. I think there's. Well, okay. I'll be a little disappointed if they don't. It's not a yeah. big deal if if they don't. But I think there is, a, especially seeing Ao, uh, if I'm saying her name right. I think, I think there is a good chance they could go to Wakanda. Io. I think there's a good chance they could go to Wakanda. Maybe not like for several episodes, but maybe for one. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know when they might need to outsource their help because Wakanda, like, well, Vibranium came from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever, you know, and he had, his sister was like that uber smart, uber smart engineer. So you, yes, you never know what resources they might need from them. True. That'd be, it would be really cool to see uh, some, some familiar characters, um, I don't know if they necessarily have to go back to Wakanda. That would be, I mean, it would be cool either way. I'm, I'm, I'm game for whatever happens. <laughs> it's just kind of exciting to think of the possibilities. Yeah. yeah well, it, I, I guess I'm enthused or encouraged. Yeah. Sorry, Franco. I think I'm enthused or encouraged because of how well they did this episode mm-hmm. and just like, um, it just felt very, you know, it, it was just so well done. And like how I said earlier, it just felt like I was watching a mini Marvel movie. And I mean that in the best way possible, Right. you know? So I'm, I'm encouraged. I'm enthused. Awesome. Franco, where, where are you? <laughs> right, sorry, go for it, Franco. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's fine. No, it was, just, I was just going to say kind of like a little bit along the same lines. Like, I mean, it was a good episode. Um, I guess in terms of Wakanda, I don't know if they'll go there just because mm-hmm. um, like, we still don't know who's going to take over. The whole Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, Why can't you just go mantle. with this, Franco? No, well, I, mean, I mean, you know, realistically, do you think they're going to reveal it in a TV show? No, I guess I not. Think you so. know, so. I think they can go to Wakanda for like 15 minutes and then go back to New York or wherever yeah. they need to go. Well, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I, 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 I mean, no, it'll be nice, though. I mean, don't get me wrong. It'll be nice. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know to what extent, though, because, I mean, it was kind of like a good cameo, but I thought it was... Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, for a setup, I thought it was kind of early in a sense of it is kind of like mid-season. So I'm kind of curious as to what they're going to do with it. So. Yeah. Wait, how many episodes cool. do we get for this season? I don't know. There's six. No, I think six? I think we said it was going to be six. Oh, it's not so, eight. 
Oh, no, okay. I think it was six. I think it's. I think it's six. I'm not too sure. <laughs> Listeners, no, I'm just kidding. Let me check. <laughs> okay, so he's gonna check. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, but uh, but yeah, but I mean, other than that, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I'm liking the the show in itself. It's a lot different than actually. I was talking to Mitzi like earlier how how it's not like based on kind of like you know going back a little bit on on WandaVision, how we kind of spot on everybody was kind of knowing with which comic it was based on mm-hmm. and or in this one it's kind of like you know where they're kind of getting the material from in a sense mm-hmm. but like the story in itself it's a little bit you know fresh in a sense so right so i kind of like that that it, it has its own little thing going um so i, I like it and you know, i'm enjoying it so far so yeah it's a definitely like a different tone then mm-hmm. WandaVision, you know, definitely different part of the MCU for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I want to say that uh, I, I don't, I think they started filming this early last year um, prior <laughs> to, to um, Chadwick Boseman's death. So I, I don't think they would factor in um, that, y- you know, that there would be a new king. Um, yeah. So, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing that there they, might be they ways around it. that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, maybe maybe Suri will will come out. Um. Uh. From Wakanda, and she'll she'll come visit Bucky and, and Sam because she did get to know Bucky a little bit. Um. I think it's hinted in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I, I don't I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens, but I I, I doubt they'll go back because of that because they'd have to show you know who, who, whoever's in charge now they'd have mm-hmm. to yeah i don't think it'll happen but whatever who do you guys think <laughs> <laughs> uh, you think uh no nah, i don't know i was gonna say who do you think the power broker is gonna be but i don't I, 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 yeah. I, oh, it is six episodes total oh damn dude. it really is <laughs> yeah. yeah well then that sucks. Boo. Yeah. Do you th- yeah. Oh, so you think the power broker is somebody we already know? Um. No. Well, I mean, I think it's possible, but like, I I know in the comic books, it, the power broker is its own villain. Um, he he's a dude. Uh, I can't remember what his his name exactly is, but um, yeah, he has an, an identity and and all this stuff. So I don't know if it'll be a big reveal, but the fact that they've kept it secret or or no. So uh, another podcast I was listening to said that it's either going to be another character that we already know, or it's going to be a big name actor. So mm-hmm. in a sense, it'll be kind of a reveal, but not really like a like, oh, is this person all along? You know? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So I don't know. Well, I'm kind of excited for what actor they pick then. In that case, based on what you're saying, it's uh, Evan Peters. <laughs> Why'd you have to go there? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm kind of hoping it is though, like uh, like somebody like I guess new, like a big actor. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't, even, I don't even know if there's if this is one of those shows that's gonna have like a second season or or what. But it would be nice to have like a character kind of be introduced and maybe become part of you know yeah the I guess the MCU kind of thing. So. So that would be kind of cool for it to not just be contained to the show. Um, so, well, yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. like how uh, Luke yeah. Wilson's going to be in um, Loki. Like, I don't know. I like that uh, that they paired them together. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
I, I can't think of who it might be, but that would be exciting yeah, to, see, to see a big mm-hmm. actor doing this. So, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, we have that. To look oh, yeah, to. We, we also don't know that the power broker is female or male, right? Right. Yeah, that, that's why, okay. like, I was saying a lot of people are, are theorizing that Sharon Carter might be the power broker, but I don't know. I don't think so. I doubt it. Yeah, it would be, be kind of yeah. strange. Cause I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. have a, a big reasoning behind it. It would just be weird. Yeah, exactly. Because I think if she was, she would have already, she would have killed them, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Sam and Bucky. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe because they're they're her friends, she didn't. I don't know. But Zemo, she has no reason not to kill I him. Think, so I was gonna say, I think the power broker would have way more security on hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you'd have to go through layers to really get to them. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it's Sharon. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Because even then, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that the she's just hanging out in that bar before. Because I think she's wearing a hood or, or something. And she's just hanging out in that bar before, and no one really says anything about it. So, I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, well, I guess we'll find out more in the last three episodes. I had no idea we were already that far <laughs> along in the series. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, guys, uh, uh, thank you for, doing, for doing this with me. Uh, shout out to Mitzi, who hopefully will be here next week. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, you guys, You're not terrible, Mitzi. <laughs> uh, she, just every now and then, she's terrible. Yeah, she is. It's not consistently terrible. But do right. you guys have any uh, shout outs you want to do before we go? Good, Finka. Uh, to George. Yeah. Oh, now George. George gets a shout out. He's back. Uh, <laughs> shout out to George. Uh-huh. Uh, shout out to the listeners. Thanks, guys. I really hope that uh, we still have listeners and that you yeah. guys are keeping up with us in these episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope you all are listening to Selena put away her dishes. That, is... that was not that was the fridge i'm sorry i'll explain later it sounded like you were washing silverware or something i don't know no no that was just me getting stuff out of the fridge sorry guys uh... i hope you kind of enjoyed that for comedy gold yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. all right cool. all right then. well thanks guys and i will see you next week bye all right, all right. bye bye Thanks for listening.